No, go up. Trying to do things. Put words together. Oh, the music business. We didn't think it was going to be a business. We just wanted to sing and heard of a voice on the radio. And then we get, we get, no, we get no pay. <laughs> Welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. And rooted in reggae and ska, the multiracial scene gave birth to skinheads. And skinheads are now practically synonymous with neo-Nazis. But that wasn't always the case. The first wave of skinheads stood for one thing, embracing their blue-collar status. And many self-identifying skinheads grew up in poor government housing projects or uncool in suburban row houses and felt a disconnection from the hippie movement. Then the influx of Jamaican immigrants created a distinct culture as this working class lived side by side. And this close proximity of the two worlds led to a cultural exchange. And as a nod to the mod and rocker scene, skinheads donned slick coats, loafers, and buzzed their hair. And soon enough, a Harrington jacket, some suspenders, and a pair of Doc Martens became the uniform. But then, by 1970, the first generation of skinheads, also called Peanuts, began to frighten their peers. 
Popular media exacerbated this fear with Richard Allen's 1970 cult classic novel, Skinhead, which is about a racist London skinhead obsessed with clothes, beer, soccer, and violence. And it was a second wave of skinheads that adopted the novel's portrayal, in particular, the racism. Then the growing hatred would attract the attention of political groups who sought to take advantage of the misguided hate and the working class roots. But more on that in a few. I just don't want to keep you too long from this week's playlist. Enjoy!
And as mentioned, it didn't take long for political groups to attempt to use the growing subculture for their own gain. The far-right National Front Party saw the skinhead group of working-class males whose economic hardships may have made them particularly sympathetic to the party's ethno-nationalist politics. Joseph Pierce, a now-repentant Nationalist Front member who wrote propaganda for the group in the 1980s, would have this to say. We were trying to think of race wars. Our job was to basically disrupt the multicultural society, the multiracial society, and make it unworkable. Our goal was to make the various different groups hate each other to such a degree that they couldn't live together. And when they couldn't live together, you end up with that ghettoized, radicalized society from which we hope to rise like the proverbial phoenix from the ashes. And this sort of hate-filled propaganda would be sold in the form of magazines at soccer matches. And to further their agenda, the Nationalist Front Party would open the Seoul nightclub within dozens of miles of one rural community, only allowing members to come inside. And those who wanted to dance had to listen to propaganda. Then the music and violence became enmeshed after the 1981 Southall riot, where two busloads of skinheads headed to a concert in Southall, a London suburb which at the time was home to a large Indian and Pakistani population. And they would terrorize the streets, smashing windows, vandalizing businesses, and even kicked an Asian woman's head in. And they would run up and down the streets asking where the Indians lived. And rightfully outraged Indians and Pakistanis follow the skinheads to the concert and an all-out racially charged brawl took place. A spokesman for the Southall Youth Association told the New York Times, the skinheads were wearing national front gear, swastikas everywhere, and an NF on their jackets. They sheltered behind the police barricades and threw stones at the crowd. Instead of arresting them, the police just pushed them back. And this only solidified the distorted image of skinheads. And with that bit of history out of the way, Here's the rest of the playlist.
all good things come to an end. But fortunately at the shack, you only have to wait a week for the next good thing. And I am honestly so grateful that you decided to spend some time with me this week. So from the bottom of my little black heart, thank you. And if you haven't yet, find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for some more content in between. So till next week, I am your four-eyed host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. Stay safe out there, guys.